Welcome to SHIFT. We're back with our special edition Inventures 2022 series, bringing you a look at what's in store for attendees this year. You can join us at the must-attend event of 2022 to socialize, share, and network with thought leaders and like-minded changemakers from around the world. Inventures is fearless for the future and pushing the boundaries with seven compelling content tracks. My name is Katya and Thomas and I are taking over again as your guest hosts. On this episode, it's time to put the spotlight on the track Redefining Capitalism. Over the past two centuries, capitalism has fueled the industrial, technological, and green revolutions and shaped the global economic landscape. As we journey through the fourth industrial revolution, reinventing capitalism with a focus on true value will lead to a world where more companies innovate in ways that contribute to society and capital markets properly value and reward inclusive, sustainable business practices. It's no longer just about profit. We're starting to recognize that economies that work better for everyone recognize value beyond sticker price. Here to weigh in, we have two very exciting guests. First up is Io Ayalee, Director for Capital Access here at Alberta Innovate. Joining Io is Shelley Kuypers, the co-founder and CEO of The 51, a financial feminist platform where investors and entrepreneurs come together for democratized access to women-led capital for women-led businesses. We chat about creating access to capital, the importance of representation, and building systems that support and lift up entrepreneurs. Shelley and Io share their thoughts on why diversifying the investment and entrepreneurial industries matters and explore the rise of conscious capitalism. We're looking at how capitalism can and should adapt, quite literally, redefining capitalism. On this special Shift for Inventures episode, we are joined by Ayo Ayalee and Shelley Kuypers to talk about the idea of redefining capitalism. Shelley is the co-founder and co-CEO of The 51, a financial feminist platform and movement where investors and entrepreneurs come together for democratized access to women-led capital and women-led businesses. Ayo is the director of capital access at Alberta Innovates, where he oversees a variety of funding programs and initiatives to support client startups and scale-ups. Thank you both for joining us today. It's great to be here too. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you. So Shelly, let's start with you. Could you tell us a little bit about The 51 and what you've really set out to accomplish? And also, what was your motivation to start it in the first place? One of my favorite questions ever. Um, I love answering it. Um, well, The 51 has kind of been a long time in the works. Um, and I think uh, for the three co-founders, it's really kind of a accumulation of all of our uh, kind of our professional experiences in a single entity. Um, Alice Reimer, uh, one of the co-founders of The 51, and myself, uh, we have been entrepreneurs uh, and investors in the Alberta-based uh, ecosystem for some time. Uh, like for me, uh, well over 20 years. Uh, and Alice, you know, is younger than me. But, um, you know, we were always surprised uh, that we could find very few women entrepreneurs and very few women investors. And so the 51 was really designed to change all of that. So maybe, you know, more than 10 years ago, we said, wouldn't it be cool to have a fund just for women? Uh, and uh, when I came back from the UK in 2017, we started to scheme. Uh, and then Alice introduced uh, myself 
uh, to Judy Fairburn. Um, and we just started to survey the landscape and said, oh my gosh, the statistics are, are shocking. Um, number one, uh, you know, women uh, are 51% of the world's population. Didn't know that, that's where our name came from. Uh, number two, uh, the percentage of global venture funding that goes to women-led companies or women-founded companies is insignificant. Uh, last year, it dropped down uh, in an overall percentage to 2.2% of all global funding. Um, so think about that. Uh, that is like a scary statistic, but it's also a huge opportunity. And then at the cross-section of that, we know that women own consumer spending, and we also know that there's a wealth transfer underway in Canada. So women are likely to hold 65% of Canada's wealth by 2030. And so we saw the intersection of those three statistics, so those four statistics, and we said the 51 was a tremendous financial and social opportunity. That's amazing. I, that's a very unique way and very... Um... You know, genius brand as well with the 51 and what that means is, is super important. Um, and I, if you could uh, talk to us about your role with Alberta Innovates and, and how that connects to our theme of redefining capitalism. You're the director of capital access. What, what exactly does that mean? Uh, thanks, Thomas. Uh, so as the uh, director of capital access, I oversee a portfolio of direct funding programs uh, under our entrepreneur investments area. And uh, basically that area is focused on supporting uh, small and medium sized enterprises uh, through three main pillars, uh, coaching, community uh, and capital. So. Um, Within that portfolio, I oversee uh, funding programs that are aimed at catalyzing or accelerating the growth of these companies uh, through our client uh, journey uh, spectrum. Um, also within that portfolio, I drive our strategy and initiatives um, aimed at supporting the credible companies, you know, that uh, touch on these programs, uh, but are now looking for follow-on funding from the private uh, investment community. And I guess um, after just both of your guys' backgrounds in this very complex but and heavy industry. What does redefining capitalism look like to both of you? I guess we can start with Shelley, um, specifically in the context of women redefining the investment industry. Yeah, I think, um, you know, how um, I would try to articulate that in the context of the 51 is, uh, you know, capitalism that's just, uh, you know, much more um, equitable, diverse and inclusive. Um, you know, I think that there's a tremendous opportunity by tapping into those that maybe haven't been expressly uh, invited to participate uh, before, um, uh, who can bring so much value. And so, you know, we know that there's value in diversity. Uh, we know that there's value in, in full participation. And so that's how I would uh, kind of redefine capitalism. It's it's the upside uh, that we haven't yet been able to to really tap into. And Io, um, what would what would your take be on redefining capitalism in the sense of diversifying, similar to what Shelley said, um, but with I guess your background. Uh, I mean, there are different schools of 
of, of uh, thought around capitalism today. And um, I think th th there's there's a phrase that is going around a lot, and that's the distribution or the redistribution of wealth. And everyone is, you know, just waiting to see how that happens, you know, with the diversity and uh, the different focus areas by investment dollars and, you know, just basically how everyone is participating in the economy. Uh, so, um, you know, I believe, you know, what we're beginning to see is is a sense of purpose uh, in businesses, and and this this transcends just not just the business, but you know all of the stakeholders involved, you know, in the economy. So um, you're seeing a shift in mindsets, you know, from employees, uh, from clients, from suppliers, from from funders. Uh, there is an increasing um, emphasis on impact, you know, and, and how uh, businesses are contributing to, you know, um, for example, ESGs and, and, and um, that's also, you know, impacting the activity in impact in the impact investing space as well. We're seeing a lot of uh, investors now being uh, very interested in uh, investing in, in enterprises and in ventures uh, that are actually hitting those uh, key areas of, of impact uh, to humanity. So there is a change in mindset that is happening and uh, it's it's fascinating to see how this would evolve. So you both mentioned a lot about kind of the benefits of full participation, um, especially in the context of entrepreneurship and venture capitalism. So I'm curious about some of the economic benefits of that, even beyond social benefits. Shelley, I know that you've mentioned that in the past that full female participation in the workforce could add $150 billion in GDP to the economy by 2026. So what do we need to be doing to really support and activate um, women and the potential that exists there? I love it. I was just saying around, uh, you know, I shift from just value to value and impact. Um, and I think, you know, uh, the, the companies that we're seeing that are part of the future are doing just that. Um, and in the context of this, this net new value that can be created, I think, you know, it does start with policy. Um, you know, we need policy at the federal level, at the provincial level, and the civic level that really work uh, to ensure that um, better participation or better access to participation uh, is improved. And I think, uh, for example, uh, as a single example, you know, we could look at access to childcare. Um, I think access to childcare, uh, affordable access to childcare um, has a tremendous opportunity uh, to really leverage that full participation of, let's say, women identifying individuals in the workforce. So I think that's just one example. Uh, I think there's a whole sense of solutions that need to come together. Um, I also think, um, you know, just taking a look at, um, uh, you know, equitability inside of the workforce. So, you know, our are different individuals uh, being paid at uh, the same level for the same work? Um, you know, what's possible in doing that? Um, and I think, you know, it's a, it's a sense of, you know, really embracing, again, like what we were just talking about, um, the value and, in, and impact can come together. Like we can reimagine the companies of the future. And so that's what we're seeing with the workforce. You know, we talk about the great resignation. And like for me, I always go, it's the great start. Um, you know, we're seeing hundreds of individuals start companies that need to exist. And so 
I think those are just a bunch of ideas around, you know, how we can be adding uh, new value to the economy. I'm curious, what do you think it's going to take for young women to be able to visualize themselves as, say, a venture capitalist or aspire to pursue that? Yeah, um, I think, you know, uh, see it, be it. Um, I think we have to tell the stories. Um, you know, we work very hard on making, you know, we kind of think of ourselves as a bit of a, a media company too, because we have to tell the stories so that those in our community can see the role models or try to self-actualize as either an investor or an entrepreneur. So I think it starts with storytelling. Um, I think um, that really gives it a strong sense of like, okay, I am seeing women around me, um, you know, become an investor or become an entrepreneur. And therefore, you know, I can too. Really, you, you've mentioned a little bit now with, you know, and as well as Katya, you, you guys both mentioned um, women pitching to other women. And I just wanted if to know if you could explain what her story is and why that is so important in the sense of pitching to um, a room full of women. Yeah. And guys too. Yeah. Um, so we have, yeah. Uh, yeah. We came up with the concept of her story uh, as a way to kind of, you know, flip the script on pitching. Um, there's been uh, evidential research that indicates that, you know, women don't thrive in a traditional pitch process. You know, you've got three minutes on stage, get off or, you know, dragon stand or whatever it is. And so, again, we're not saying do away with that. We're just saying, what if we could build capacity on the women founder side by creating a different experience so that maybe they could thrive in that pitch process? So, um you know, it's it's a practice that we've had at the 51 since the start. Uh, you know, we always kind of stop our founders in their tracks and say, you know, don't put up your 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 pitch yet. Don't you know? Don't start the conversation from a slide deck. We want to hear your story. Who are you? Uh, why are you creating the business that you're creating? We love the whole why behind that. And then it really gets to the heart of why are they going to be successful with this idea and this company and this concept. And so, um, you know, we we love the process ourselves and we loved it so much. We thought, well, why not create a platform for others to participate in a, in a different way to evaluate uh, a business? This is a good opportunity to circle back to you, Io, for a second. So Shelly just mentioned kind of the idea of pitching to investors. Um, as the director for Capital Access, like what does providing access to capital really mean? Like how do you create that link between um, those who are in need of capital and those private investors? Does that involve a pitch at any point or what does it look like? Well, that's a, that's a very great question. And uh, so within the capital access portfolio is uh, the initiatives and, and strategies around supporting these uh, companies, you know, to to get follow on funding. Uh, so we, we, we currently have a program uh, called the Executive Business Advisor Program here at Alberta Innovates. And it's aimed at matching, you know, high growth potential companies with experienced executives. And uh, these executives provide, you know, high level guidance and coaching they sort of work very closely with the companies you know hand holding them through the process um, because you know these are companies at the seed stage or series A stage of of capital raise uh, with very limited experience you know uh, working or or approaching investors uh, so um, the process internally here you know 
through these executives uh, is to help them through that investment readiness process, you know, help them uh, with their pitch decks, you know, develop the funding strategy or the, or the capital strategy, uh, provide introductions where possible, help them, you know, set up their data room, you know, in a way that uh, would have the highest impact. So uh, it's it's really, uh, you know, this very closely, uh, you know, related um, set of services or a suite of services uh, for, for these companies. And, um, you know, we're currently repositioning uh, that program as we speak uh, to better reflect the amazing developments we've seen in the ecosystem over the past uh, three to five years. Uh, but we've we, we, we continue to see that there is a gap um, in, in companies that the seed stage or series A stage uh, looking to raise capital. And, and that's really why uh, we want to be there for them. We want to support them, we want to connect them to that investment community uh, and get the best out of it. So I guess um, circling towards, I guess, conscious capitalism or a form of capitalism that relies on the same foundational principles, but also considers social and ethical responsibility. Io and Shelley, are you seeing a trend in investors looking for companies that do things um, like strive to have a social impact or embrace sustainable practices or even reduce their environmental footprint? And I guess, are more companies innovating in ways that contribute to society? Um, Yes, uh, we are seeing a shift in mindset. Uh, for sure, uh, from the conventional, you know, neoclassical economics, where you know there's focus on the role of of markets and and prices in uh, efficient allocation of resources in in the society. That's the uh, classical understanding of capitalism, uh, but. You know, economists are beginning to see uh, and, and to track something else, and and it's uh, as a reflection of the growth, you know, in, in the economy, and that's really how human problems are being solved. It's it's that simple. Uh, how are, how are we solving human problems today, and how are we finding those solutions and and making those solutions available uh, to to human beings. So it's it's really it, it sounds very simple, but it's also very complex in in the way uh, that we are approaching it. So you're beginning to see businesses, you know, innovating and becoming more uh, conscious about social responsibility, the environment, you know, humanity, uh, ethical practices within the organizations and even outside. Um, and there is also you know the focus on profit because you're in you're in business to make profit uh so yes that could be that could be something to pursue as well but but you also have companies that or enterprises that are not really pursuing profit and it's if if profit happens yes it happens but you know but we're just beginning to see that shift you know in focus and 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 that's also um you know being led by uh, the investment community because you know we now have an increasing pool of investment dollars chasing or seeking those kind of enterprises you know where there's alignment in a higher purpose so um yes there is there is a trend uh, we're tracking and uh, it's looking very uh, interesting to see how that evolves and if Shelly, you want to follow on to that, that'd be that'd be great. It's hard to follow on on that one. <laughs> that was a great response. But no, I agree. I um, I don't have the statistic in front of me right now, but um, somebody on our team just shared something this morning about 
quantifying um, uh, you know, the oil and gas industry uh, in Canada side by side with these other industries that are, uh, like I was saying, solving these human problems, whether it's, you know, sustainability or access to food or uh, clean energy or whatever. And, you know, if we add... Um, add up the value of solving these human problems, you know, they're much more valuable than the economies we can imagine today, right? So I just think it goes back to, um, you know, not discounting the value that's been created in the past, not discounting the value that's being created today, but really trying to imagine this net new value that can be created by solving these human problems, by including uh, you know, these humans, these same humans that are affected by it and solving these problems. Uh, and, you know, it's ultimately a very good return on capital as it is uh, a return on, you know, social impact or environmental and sustainable um, practices. So it's, it's just, a, it's a good economic opportunity. So while we're talking about kind of sustainable business practices and thinking about more than just the bottom line, Shelley, I was kind of curious. I know that you run um, a gender neutral, sustainable fashion line on top of everything else that you do. So what kind of inspired you to take that on? And what has it taught you about what it's like to be a female entrepreneur right now? I don't know what I was thinking about that one, um, but uh, I, um, as a as a young girl, uh, it was always my dream to have uh, fashion. That was what I was actually going to do. I was going to become a fashion designer. I did not do that. That did not happen. Um, uh, but uh, just as I turned, um, um, I had turned fifty. Um, I was like, now is the time to do it, and so. Um, it's really just a, a long time dream coming to be, but it was a really cool exercise to go through in the way of, okay, well, obviously fashion, you know, many years ago needs to be, you know, it's different today. And so, um, you know, looking at uh, a fashion business today and how it can be, you know, minimal impact on everything that you do. Um, you know, making it highly inclusive. It's been a really, really good experience to go through that process. But it's so much work. Um, and so um, it's kind of, um, it's my, um, it's that project that's not getting all the love it deserves right now um, because of 51 takes all my time, but it's still been a, a really cool initiative for me. And I guess I'll throw another communal question here. Um, Kind of to, I mean, it's a very, it's a very hard question because it, it's this industry is so abundant with diversity and and the attempt to diversify it further. But to both of you, why is diversifying entrepreneurial and investment industries so important? Iowa, if you'd like to take a crack at it first, uh, I think it it goes back to you know just being able to unlock the full potential of. Uh, you know, of the economy, of the society, um, when we create access and you know, we create opportunities for everyone to participate in the economy, then we can actually, you know, get, well, I say the bang for our box because, you know, that's really, uh, that's really where the efficiency uh, comes in, into into this. Uh, so, uh, you know, being able to diversify, and I, and I like what you know Shelley said earlier about uh, we're not throwing away the old, 
um, we are we are actually looking into the future to see how we can um, we can bring everything we've learned so far, you know, our history and and everything we're working on today, uh, and prepare ourselves for the future because you know things will continue to evolve. Uh, things will continue to change. Uh, but just being able to create efficiencies across the economy, the, across the uh, the society, uh, bringing participation from everyone, that's really when we're going to unlock the huge potential that we have right in front of us. Again, nothing to add. Great. Okay. <laughs> I'm in complete agreement. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Katja, if you have any other questions, I think we've covered all our points today. Um, I just, yeah, yeah, I have, have one, one more? last question for Shelly. So we know that you're going to be a speaker at Inventors 2022. So can you give us a little sneak peek about what you're going to be talking about there and what our listeners can expect? Yeah. Um, well, we'll have our Her Story event uh, at Adventures, which is really cool. And I hope to see you all there. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, um, as much as, uh, you know, the 51 thinks but the work that we're doing um, is widely known or appreciated or understood, uh, you know, we just keep banging that drum. Um, and so we're creating a, a panel at Adventures uh, highlighting uh, women uh, that are leading on the capital side, which is great. And so um, we have uh, women coming from the U.S., from Toronto, from Vancouver, all very different uh, backgrounds and experiences, but really want to hear their stories and how they're reshaping um, capital from a woman's perspective and how they are leading uh, on the capital side. So uh, it should be a great discussion. I'm looking forward to it. So are we. And thank you again to both of you so much for joining us today. We look forward to seeing and hearing from both of you at Inventures. And yeah, thank you so much. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. That concludes our episode today. Hear more from the innovators and thought leaders, including Shelley, who will be there, who are reinventing the systems and processes that underpin the global financial services industry as part of the Redefining Capitalism Knowledge Track at Inventures 2022. Capacity is limited. Visit InventuresCanada.com to secure your spot now. As always, thanks for tuning into Shift and keep an eye out for our next episode in the Inventures series.